welcome to Hannah's heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. I'm Ann, and you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can even email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. That's Hannah with two H's. And um, you're only going to be hearing me today interviewing a super sweet friend of mine, Kendra's out this week, but she'll be back next show. And um, my friend today is Suzanne, and um, she and her husband have actually walked through their own struggles with infertility, but have also been involved in foster care and adoption. So they hit on a little bit of everything we talk about on this podcast. So welcome, Suzanne. Hey, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you. It's fun having a friend at work. So <laughs> glad you're here. But um, so me and you know each other if they're going to church together and we've gotten closer over the years just from um, having kind of the same struggles. Of course, our stories look differently, but um, uh, Will and I were able to watch you and Lee kind of past when y'all struggled and then during um, your next round of infertility. And so um, y'all definitely encouraged us to always cling to Christ and uh, we just watching y'all story fold out. So anyway, you mean a whole lot to me and me and Will sure appreciate you and Thank your hubby. You. We love you and Will. Well, thanks. So tell us about you and Lee okay. introduced Lee to us. He's not in the show today, but tell us tell us about your hubby. He's not here. I mean, he's wonderful. I met Lee at uh, while we were at college. We both went to Mississippi College, and he is two years younger than me, okay. which is something I said I would never do. So never <laughs> say never. One of the many plans that God changed. I said the same thing. in my mind. <laughs> Uh, Lee and I met. We met at MC. We dated for about uh, two years, and then we got engaged. We were engaged for one year, and then we got married. We've been married for fifteen years. All right, and uh, it's been it has been a wild ride. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> it, a feat already. Making it, it to fifteen years. Fifteen years of a lot of laughter, a lot of tears, a lot of growth, um, and God has been so faithful through all of that. Hey, that's right. That's right. Lee's a neat guy. We love Lee. Um, so whenever y'all got married, like, did, had you already talked about kids or anything? Like, what you wanted that to look like? So in our in our marriage video, there's this really funny interview where this guy, the guy, asked us about kids, and we were like, maybe three, <laughs> maybe two, maybe three. I don't know, not a lot. And I'm um, laughing, and everyone's <laughs> gonna hear why I'm laughing right. soon. <laughs> Um, and then Lee and I had actually had a conversation before we got married about adoption, and it was just kind of out of the blue. Adoption was not uh, as big of a thing as it is now, yeah. and I'm, I'm not even sure why I asked him, but I asked him, would he ever consider adoption? <laughs> and he just was very quick to say, no, that's not something <laughs> I've ever thought about. <laughs> so we we got married, 
And uh, we were married for about five years uh, before we ever even started talking about, hey, let's try to have kids. Let's. uh, Lee, after we got married, Lee decided that uh, the career path for him would be medical school. So he actually had to go back to school to get into med school and then he got into med school and so we were we were doing a lot of schooling yeah he was he was very disciplined about all of that but I was working to put him through med school and we we were just we were very busy <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> and sounds like it. Uh, kids my sister had kids and I loved being an aunt but for us we didn't really start talking about it until we'd been married for about five or six years okay and then, so after that, that's when you kind of started, like... Okay. Right. So we... And you just assume, uh-huh. I think uh-huh. everybody does, that when you, start- you decide that you're going to start having kids, that it's going to happen fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. It didn't, obviously, and for us. And then I went to my doctor, and I remember the doctor's visit where my regular OB referred me to the fertility specialist. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was just kind of like a ton of bricks hit me. Uh-huh. About okay, this is this is going to take time and it's going to be hard. Right. So we went to a fertility specialist, and Lee and I had a really important conversation at that point about how far into the fertility process we wanted to go. He mm-hmm. was, you know, he was uh, deep into med school and 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 medical studies, and we he especially, but. I was in agreement with him, felt strongly that we should not go to a certain point in the fertility process because there were so many kids that we knew needed a home. Right. He had apparently changed his mind about adoption (laughs) (laughs) at that point. But we agreed that we would not go past the point of oral medication for fertility treatments. Yeah. And that was early in the process that we made that decision. And that was a very personal decision. It's very different for, right. for anybody else. And, and it wasn't because we thought there was anything wrong yeah. with other treatments. That was just our personal conviction. Conviction, right, right. And everybody's story is so different. Right, absolutely. Um, we So we started that process and we took the, I took those medications, Lee got tested. We did that process for about, Two and a half years okay. with no results. Wow. Um, so it was a lot of Long going to the years. doctors, mm-hmm. a lot of pregnancy tests, a lot of... Um, Blood work. Yeah, a lot of tears. Yeah. And that was a really, I mean, that's a really hard road for anybody anybody yeah. to walk. And y'all have talked a lot about that already. Um, Lee very much, I love the story of Hannah because Lee very much had the same response that Hannah's husband had. <laughs> he was very content in our marriage and he loved me he still does loves me so much and that grief sometimes felt like it was just mine yeah because he was trying to make me feel better I think (laughs) in in telling me how much he loved me and that I would I would be enough for him if this never happened for us which (laughs) ended up making me feel a little bit lonely, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and you and I have like, talked so about that. So he's okay, but I'm, <laughs> yes, because I feel like Will did the same way. Yeah. It was like it's not a big deal, and I'm like, it's a huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have such sweet intentions, yes. and um, and I appreciate that now, right? Right. But in the moment, it, it was it, it was lonely, and it did um, that process did create some discontent, excuse me, discontent in our marriage and some frustration. Yeah. Um, we were actually on our very last oral dose. Okay. 
um, it was New Year's of 2012, and uh, you have to take a pregnancy test before you start okay. a new train of uh, a new group of medications. And I want to say too that the the cocktail of medications that I was on really were fairly easy on my body. I don't know if my body just didn't respond like I know some people's yeah. do. It's a, it's a struggle for some people. But it was a fairly easy um, routine for me as far as the way that the medications affected me. So I, we hey, were, that's a blessing in itself. It really was. We were on our last option, um, our last combination of medication. It was uh, uh, New Year's, and I took the pregnancy test so that we could go ahead and get it started. And it was almost kind of this mindset of let's just get this over with. Um, and the pregnancy test was positive. It was positive. It was really early in the morning because I took it before I went to work. And I, I jumped on Lee. I woke him up and I said, <laughs> it's positive. It's positive. And Lee, who is very practical yes. and, um, again, medically minded, just immediately said, take another one. <laughs> you have to take a Come second on, one. Lee. <laughs> He wouldn't let himself get excited oh, just yet. Um, but I had to go to work. I didn't have another one. So there was a painful couple of hour wait yeah. before I could take another one, um, which was also positive. So I called my doctor. The um, The specialist was who we went to see first. And I was actually already about 10 weeks long. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, in the pregnancy. So they that office was very excited. They were like, it's a gummy bear. We don't ever get to see him this far along. Oh. And Lee and I were just, uh, we were just giddy yeah. with excitement. We didn't expect it. We didn't um, anticipate that at all. And we were so excited. It was a really easy pregnancy. Um, and we had Esther in July. Sweet Esther. Sweet Esther. And she was a wonderful, easy baby. She was a good <laughs> sleeper and a good eater. And uh, it was just a beautiful beautiful blessing that yeah. God gave us kind of out of the blue we had we had just about given up and we had actually gone and met with an adoption agency oh wow okay um before we knew we were pregnant and so we had already started looking at other options and and then it was like God just handed us this big gift and uh the next year or two uh, it was just fun. It was just fun. It was just Just fun. getting to enjoy her. Oh. Yeah, we just got to enjoy her. And, um, you know, she was the first grandbaby on Lee's side of the family. And then my family was just thrilled because they knew about the struggle we had been through. So it, it was just a lot of a lot of fun. Oh, um, good. That, yeah, it was, it was just beautiful. And um, after uh, Esther turned one, I decided to stay home from work. Yes, with and your baby. With the baby. And it was during that time that we started looking into foster care. Okay, okay. Um, I actually, I had some time on my hands. <laughs> yeah. So we helped start a, a ministry at our church. We lived in Clinton then, and we helped start a ministry Um a foster care ministry. Okay. This is before you were actually involved in this foster This is before care. Lee and I were personally involved. Wow. Uh, okay. We just, I, there was a need there. Uh, there were a lot of people who had adopted internationally especially, and there were some churches who had ministries 
for that. But we had some friends who were involved in foster care, okay. and we knew that they needed uh, some some help. And the more I looked into it, the more there were, there was just a need for that. Yeah. So we, I had the time and I had um, the desire. So we helped start that ministry, and it was through starting that ministry that we I really felt that tug mm, to start doing um, foster care. Yeah, from from God that that this might be what He had for us, and I, I fought it every step <laughs> of the way. I, I, like God, I'm already involved. I, I saw, <laughs> yeah, I saw the the struggles that these other families were going through, and I really fought taking those first steps of the application process and. Um, Lee, Lee, we just we drug our feet. Yeah, and I think when you when you look at what God asks of you, delayed obedience is disobedience. Oh, yeah, and that's so tough. yeah, it is. Um, and in the midst of that, uh, we also started talking about trying to have a second baby. Okay. Um, that is really where I think God took my heart, and He just completely turned it. Mm-hmm. It was in the process of trying to get pregnant again. We just immediately started that same cocktail that had worked okay. for Esther, and it wasn't working. And uh, we had, we tried for a few months, um, and it, when it didn't start, when it wasn't working, and I didn't get pregnant, and we were also involved with foster care. One of the things that we were doing was our church was being used for the weekly training that you have to do to be licensed. And somebody had to be there Oh, okay. for that, right. somebody from the church. And I was the only one available. <laughs> and so it was kind of like God was saying, I, you're already here. Right. And this right. is what I have for you. Why are you fighting it? Um, so it was a really big heart change for me where God said, he just kind of laid it out and he said, are you going to be obedient or or not? Oh gosh. Yeah. And obedience at that time looked like, I knew that it looked like stopping those fertility treatments mm-hmm. and pursuing foster care. Man, and that's hard. That was a really hard, and it was an internal struggle. Yeah. I mean, because there wasn't a, there wasn't a really good practical reason for me to not continue that fertility treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that expensive. The drugs that I was taking were not very expensive drugs. They weren't, they didn't affect me negatively. So there was no reason for me to not just keep trying both. Yeah. Um, but there, but I think again, that's where your personal story, your personal walk with God comes in and God just convicted me. And he said, you follow me wholeheartedly. Wow, Suzanne. Or not I at have all. chills because yeah. that's hard. It is really hard. Man. Um, and so I, I kind of, we had to make a decision. Yeah. And um, Did you feel like you're giving up that dream for a second absolutely. baby? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you never know what's going to come with foster mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know. I mean, I was already, I was already in my mid-30s. At that time, so I, it wasn't like I was Getting spring, younger. I was no spring chicken, <laughs> and uh, it seems I, like age matters so much in this field, right, you know, in right. infertility. So I decided to obey. Yeah. In that moment, and so we stopped the fertility treatments, and we pursued foster care. And within just a few months, we got our first placement, which was a little girl mm-hmm. who we affectionately still call Claire Bear. Claire Bear. Um, 
and we had Claire for 18 months, wow. and then she went back with her dad. Okay. okay. And it was during those 18 months that Lee finished his schooling, and we moved from Clinton to Tupelo. Okay, okay, yeah. and that's how y'all got here. Right, so Claire actually moved from Clinton to Tupelo with us. Oh, I did not realize that. Yeah, she was here with us for the first three or four months. Wow. And then um, it's it's kind of one of those things that you really try hard to avoid where the social worker just called me one morning and said, mm-hmm. we had court this morning. I'm sorry we didn't let you know, but they ruled that she needs to go back with her dad. You need to be here by 3 o'clock with all of her stuff. I cannot imagine. And that was a really, that was a really hard day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Saying goodbye to her. We had we had <sighs> hoped to adopt her at some point, um, but that was not God's plan for us. And yeah. so when we moved to Tupelo, we knew that we wanted to continue fostering, even if Claire didn't get to stay with us forever. And so it was uh, not long after Claire left that um, because I was involved with different ministries, I was also following the foster care Facebook page. Like just to keep you updated with what's right. going on. And I've, I'm, I have forgotten the name of it, but I saw a picture of these siblings uh-huh. that needed a home and they were trying to keep them together. Okay. Uh, which is really hard to do in foster care because yeah. a lot of people don't want to take multiple. Mm-hmm. And there were some older children that were so part of the So that's even harder. And that's harder. Yeah, that that's always a little bit harder. But we had the room, and it was, again, um, God going, are you going to obey me or are you going to not? Because this this is big, but we, we didn't have a reason not, not to. to. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. No, y'all's story is hard to understand. I mean, it really, because like you talking about like stepping out on faith, you did and you did and you did and you did over and over again. Yeah. Um. So we just, I saw the picture and I called Lee. He didn't answer it. And I went ahead and called the social worker oh my <laughs> and just asked, just inquired and we yeah. said, you know, tell me what's going on with these kids. We're, li- we're licensed home. We have... The space, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, nobody had their own bedroom, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but we had enough well, beds. Well, you had a roof over their head, but so. we had enough beds, and um, the there are seven siblings, and so the seven, seven, yes, seven. Um, and at the time, they were aged fourteen to one. Fourteen to one, so and Esther's oldest. how old during this time? And Esther was four. Okay, at okay. the time, so she was she was right in the middle, kind yeah. of. Um, she was only older than two of them. She was younger than the other five, and um, that's a that's a question that I get asked a lot too. Is concern about her, and that is um, that was another where we had to just step out in faith yeah. and trust that God was going to take her and protect her, right, and mold her heart. Yeah. Hey, one thing, um, we just real quick, we, Will and I asked to meet with y'all a few years ago before we started our fostering process. This was during our infertility journey and uh, considering foster care. And one thing that Lee said that you definitely backed him up on, which just reminds me of what you were saying about Esther, was like, no matter what kind of child you have, or whether that's biological, foster, adoptive, 
they all belong to the Lord anyway. Right. Not a single one of them are actually ours. So yeah. we're just here to take care of them. So, yeah, you saying, like, this is our first biological daughter and bringing these other kids in, I could see people having res- reservations mm-hmm. and concerns with that. But, like, she's she's taken care of. The Lord loves right. her even more than you do. And so um, for the people who do really struggle with that worry, um, I just think you're a walking testimony of, like, it, mm-hmm. it can be done. I see why you would worry about it, but it yeah. can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so needless to say, there there are, we've talked about foster care a good bit, but there are lots of struggles that come with foster care. Oh, yes. That's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> right. Um, and it wasn't until after we um, we fostered, and we, we only fostered for about eight months okay. before we adopted okay. all seven. That's very fast. It was very fast. Um, and that the social workers were under some pressure to move a little faster because our, our kids had been in foster care for so long. Wow. And they needed they needed a stable environment. Right. So they were adopted, and it wasn't until after that that I really began to just grieve Mm. not having any more biological children. Yeah. Um, it it did not seem like that was something we should pursue yeah. because we had so much going on. Right. I right. mean, we were dealing with a lot of trauma and uh-huh. the effects of trauma with these kids. And we had a lot of kids. I mean, we had eight right. kids. And there's, so there's a lot of trauma with just one or two, but uh-huh. then we had so many. And, and older who had been through so much. Right. And there, um, John Piper is one of my favorite preachers, and yeah. he has a video out there where he talks about grief. And he talks about how in First Thessalonians, Paul just gives us permission to grieve yeah. and to grieve deeply but how our grief as believers is different because we grieve with hope. Mm. And uh, the first time I heard that video Gosh. and the second and third, <laughs> <laughs> I just fell to my knees mm. in tears because there that is a grief that is very unique yeah. in that I was surrounded by children. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So p- people might even be like, how do you want another right. child? Absolutely. Um but you know my my pregnancy and my my biological that that desire had not waned at all right and, and i think the lord still had that on your heart for a reason yeah um but it was it was a very delicate grieving process and it was it was actually a really lonely grieving process yeah. because because we were surrounded by so many children and we did have so much going on it was almost like i didn't have time to grieve yeah and so it would just hit me huge in these moments of being um by myself where i would my heart would just break but then it was like you got to pull it together right and you got to get going got with the next thing that's yeah. right um, and then we just continued to walk in obedience. Um, I, we had a couple of conversations about it, and Lee just kind of shut it down every time. Yeah. Because um, we just had so much going on. And then I just one day didn't feel well. Didn't feel well. You and, thought you had the flu. And took a pregnancy <laughs> test. And um, God gave us Miriam. Oh, and Miriam. she's this beautiful she is. healing blessing. That has just been a, a, she's been a bomb. She's a sunshine. She's been a healing balm for our family. Um, 
and it's it's been just beautiful to see how God has blessed us and been been faithful even in the grief. Yeah. Um, and fully not expecting it. And, and not then, expecting it, yeah. Can you tell us what's going on right now? Yeah, and so I'm I'm actually expecting again. <laughs> <laughs> now you're expecting again. What in the world? By yeah. the time this podcast airs, you will have this baby. I will have this um, baby. We'll have 10 children. You will have 10 children. But look at how faithful y'all were in this whole journey. Like, Susan, we could probably have like three or four episodes with yeah. you on here, actually, <laughs> to get more in depth about these things. So you will have to come back, but we are running out of time. Yeah. Um. But, oh, my goodness, so three biological and then four. Four adopted, and I mean, I, I said four. Where did that come from? <laughs> Seven. Seven. Um, but I mean, just praise the Lord for y'all's journey yeah. and for y'all being faithful. Would you mind praying us out today? To. I would love to. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. We thank you so much that you were fully human and you were on earth. And so when we grieve, you... Um, you grieve with us, mm-hmm. and there is nothing that we have gone through that you haven't also experienced. And we are so thankful that you are a God who promises that you do not withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly with you. And we cling to that hope, God, even in our grief. We cling to the hope that you have given us that our lives can bring you joy no matter what they actually look like and no matter how our plans are changed by your plans. We love you and we thank you so much and we ask these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much. Friends, I hope y'all enjoyed listening to Suzanne's story as much as I did and we'll have to have her back on one day. We love you, Suzanne. Thank y'all for listening to Hannah's Heart. Thank you.